0: What's up, Uh, it is Friday the 18th of June and today's episode is going to be more of a serious one than usual, Um, no worry it has nothing to do with me Um, but it kind of does obviously because this is a very self-indulgent podcast. I only do it for myself. Uh, but um, it's not about me. It's uh, it's about someone who I really look up to. I've looked up to this person a lot uh, recently. Actually, what the fuck? I don't know why I'm building all the suspense up. Because the episode title is probably going to be uh, his name. It's Anthony Bourdain. It's an episode about Anthony Bourdain. And I did one already before... Um, About him One of my first episodes was about him But That was more about like It was was very brief It was also more about how I It was about his appreciation for food And this episode is going to be more about like um, His overall impact on me And then also the world But before I get to that I wanna I, I had this really funny i read this really funny meme the other day which uh i think it was like a twitter post by some really sassy chick and she's basically uh, uh the tweet goes something like um uh you know women with problems they go to the therapist men with problems they start a podcast which i found to be fucking hilarious <laughs> uh because i mean it's true like to some degree this is a very therapeutic experience I try not to use this as therapy, mostly because people don't hear that shit. People, in my view, I think I think there's a lot of beauty in, and um, power in being vulnerable, uh, but I think there's a time and place for that. I I think being or like posturing as someone that has a lot of problems or like be uh, being overly uh, self-indulgent in one's own problems all the time can often just be a little bit of a cry for help and the answer there should just be you know seeking help uh, I think so that's why I think there's like uh, when, when we're talking about something it's like people's problems so if I'm going to talk about some of my problems I wouldn't ever want to do it all the time because first of all why live in that but secondly, also people don't want to hear about it all the time. Like people want to. People have their own lives to live and blah blah blah. And um, the reason I'm, I bring this up, it is related to the episode, is because um, Baudin killed himself. He was in his sixties. He was filming in France, which is one of his favorite countries. He loves the cuisine, like. On paper his life was amazing who wouldn't want that job uh but he clearly had problems he clearly had um, you know demons that he was running from and i'm not here to speculate obviously i don't know the the man and i'm not and i'm not even gonna spend this episode talking about his death Uh, I'm timing this episode with it, it, uh, like releasing it on the day he was born. I was initially considering releasing it on the day he was, you know, the day he killed himself. But, um, it felt a little morbid, so I figured let's do the opposite. And uh, it just so happened that both were in the same month. And this episode is, uh, honestly, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. Um... I recently finished finally watching Parts Unknown like every episode until the end which is, bo- which is a half truth because I finished all the episodes but there's two uh, two final episodes at the end of that last season where one is like a behind the scenes thing where the crew and everything talks about Bodain and who he was and his impact and blah 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 and then one is kind of like a collection that CNN put together you know as sort of a tribute which, for some fucking absurd reason, I haven't been able to watch either. Um, it's just weird because <clears throat> Bourdain is someone who, I think outside of my parents, has probably had the most impact and influence in terms of my perspective of the world. In terms of how I should look at the world, how I should approach people, how I should approach uh, travel, cultures, food, obviously, uh, and everything. And outside of my parents, literally, I think he's the one who has probably shaped how I view things more than anyone else, which is fucking crazy to think about, because I didn't really... Like, I, I sort of was already on that similar sort of wavelength. So... Maybe I can expand. Okay, let me expand. Um, Boden's like philosophy and ideology, and I'm I'm um, what do you call paraphrasing? When it came to travel, was always your who you are doesn't matter when you're when you're putting yourself in an unknown situation. So if you are someone that comes from X and you're going to why country Thailand. Let's use Thailand as an example. What you do, who you are as a person, your fucking beliefs, none of that shit matters. Because you're there to experience something new, a different culture, a different world, different food, different people, the way they... The different interpersonal interactions. And I was... Uh, no, I definitely wasn't always like that. But prior to, like, really, you know going crazy into the Bourdain universe. I was starting to develop that perspective a little bit because it's a very freeing way of approaching travel. Like, there's less pressure that way. You don't don't have to do things to always... You don't have to always, like, have fun when you're traveling. Or you don't have to always make every second fucking super entertaining. Uh, Just, you know, be there in the moment. As fucking cliched and cheesy as that is, that's the truth. And... And like Bodain being someone who's like who's so cynical, who's so like, uh, you know, get off my lawn type old man. Especially you know being American, like you would, you like. There's a reason why American and British uh, travelers have like the worst. I guess Aussies as well, but they have the worst reputation around the world is because they're just so like obnoxious in their entitlement and this is a criticism of that culture for sure like i i genuinely feel this way like i think i I mean i genuinely believe like english-speaking western nations that travel often have the worst reputations as tourists because they're just because this is entitlement that they carry that they can do whatever the fuck they want and they can get away with it which is which is true no fucking foreign government in their right mind is going to arrest an American citizen on foreign soil because they were too drunk and they broke a bottle. But to me, I just find that very, um, it's like disrespectful. There's, there's no honor in that. And um, what, what Baudin was so amazing at like sharing was how that he is an American being given all the privileges in the world as being an American citizen, you, he really wanted to take his American hat off as he traveled, and because of that, he learned more. He his politics didn't matter, his food didn't matter. Like he did what the locals do, and. That is just like it's so powerful. If you can adopt it for yourself, for me, obviously, I'm not American. I'm not Canadian. I'm not whatever. And my, first of all, I'm gonna make a quick caveat here. My criticism of that I just had made like a, a minute ago is not about. It's 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 not a it's 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 a generalization. But it's not about every fucking Canadian or American that I've met. Obviously, I have some my best friends are American. I live in Canada. I know people from Australia. I know people who live, live in the UK. So I'm I'm generalizing when I say what I just said. And um, this is not. It's just an opinion of mine that I've had for a long time. That um, uh, I seem to be able to confirm. So I have a bit of confirmation bias when it comes to this. But regardless. Um, Coming back to me, like, I'm, obviously, I don't have the travel privileges that uh, an American passport or a Canadian passport, blah, 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 could have being Indian. However, I do come from an insanely, like, my background is unbelievable, right? Like, um, I've pretty much been given anything I ever wanted in this world. So, in that sense, I very much have... um, like I'm very much grateful for what I have And I feel very Lucky I feel I mean I feel just Insanely Like almost Too lucky For the life that I've been given You know I've been handed I've been handed basically like trip aces In five, You know if You know poker You know what I'm talking about But And yes I know this And blah 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 And I'm not going to talk about you know, it's all about being grateful and... You know, you gotta practice... Gra- no, it's not... None about none of that fucking bullshit. It's like... There's... Um, and this is why I resonate with uh, Bodian so much. Because he was he was all of those things. He recognizes where he came from, how lucky he was. And I'm definitely not going to use the word privilege anymore. Because I fucking think it's been butchered. He had all those things, but he also was still retained his sense of individuality of who he was as a person. Like, he didn't fall into the whole, like, oh, you know, ego is the enemy. Let's all be hippies together. We live in a fucking utopian universe. His whole thing was like, listen, there are fucking problems that exist. There are very real problems that exist all over the world. America as well as fucking, you know, the Congo. Um As someone who got to travel for his job his perspective was um, I'm just here as a a medium you use me to give me your message and I love that more than anything else about him because to me as someone who I just finished two years of journalism school uh, which is um, maybe not I, I haven't really talked about it much mostly because I don't give a fuck But also, as someone that's just so disillusioned with journalism and what it is today, that Baudin perspective, that Baudin approach is exactly, in my mind, what journalism should be. It should be putting your own fucking ego aside for that moment to deliver a message, to be as objective as you can. In sharing someone else's perspective. That's it. And uh, that takes a ridiculous amount of strength. That takes a ridiculous amount of empathy as well. This is where I think that like philosophy or that approach um, works when it comes to travel. If you are... Like I was having a conversation. I guess I'm just going to talk about it. I was having a conversation with my flatmate who's Canadian. And he was talking about how, like, when they were watching a movie in Thailand, the there was, like, a tribute made to the king, and he didn't want to stand up. And his friend didn't stand up. But everyone around him did. And I was like, yeah, I mean, who cares in that moment whether you agree with the fucking principle behind what they're doing? You're in their country. You made the choice to go to that country. If you didn't like it, you shouldn't have gone. You know, and uh that's why I mean like that's what I mean when I say it takes a tremendous amount of courage and empathy because you have to be strong enough to put your own beliefs aside, which is something Bodein did on a regular basis, and what was so lovely about uh the way he did his show was that um. He he wasn't ever afraid to share his own perspective. So this isn't one of those things where it's like your opinions don't matter. That's not what I'm saying at all. He would always share his opinions. He would always be like, "Listen, I'm as a fucking tough New Yorker, cynical bastard. This is what I feel, but my feelings don't matter because blah 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 blah. And that's where that's where it's like a it's like a little dance between what you feel and who you are and also the other person which to relate to the other person despite those differences in opinions me takes a tremendous amount of empathy and uh, yeah like the more I spend time thinking about him as a person uh, I got ga- okay let me also a quick caveat here sorry quick tangent here um, the reason why I'm doing this episode is because it's his birthday, coming up soon. I... I... I mean, I just finished Baths so No One... Quite... Did, haven't quite finished it yet. Uh, I'm sort of in this weird... Limbo in life where... Like, like we all are, where... You know, free travel hasn't yet opened up. Mm, and... the thought and for me so therefore being in limbo the thought of like traveling again and really traveling i'm not talking about being a tourist i'm talking about like taking maybe three four months out of my life and fucking traveling properly that idea that uh, thought is starting to come up again i'm starting to get that itchy feet mostly because i'm in a good place uh, financially professionally like stability wise i'm in a decent place like i can see the next maybe two to three years of my future at the moment which is good but it's also the perfect opportunity to just fuck off and not get caught up in this rat race or like in in momentum and um so and then of course there's this documentary that's coming out uh, that's going to basically it's a it's a who is who is Anthony Bourdain documentary and I I watched the trailer recently and I fucking teared up because I'm a spineless giant pussy (laughs) no I fucking teared up because he's 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 genuinely genuinely one of my heroes Um, I can't say that about a lot of people I'm uh, I think I've always been someone where I don't ever I don't believe in things like role models or like inspiration nil figures. You know, like people are like, oh, who who you who do you try to base your life on? Ah, uh, you know, Mahatma Gandhi and fucking Martin Luther King or whatever. It's like, nah, no, like how much do you really know about those people? Those people are like anyway, I'm not gonna rant about fucking <laughs> political revolutionaries. My point is For someone who grew up in the age of the internet, from someone who grew up with all the luxuries that I could dream of, this idea of like needing to be inspired or needing a role model to build your to build your own path around hasn't really like existed. You know, like it's the in the literary sense. Like, why would anyone? Of our generation really even need a role model We've been given almost everything And again, I'm fucking generalizing Not everyone has this uh, in our generation But generally, typically Our generation's been given the most privileges Than any other generation And yet, our generation's probably going to have The hardest upbringing of any others Because we grew up the age of the internet We grew up in this existential angst You know... uh, fucking plaguing our psyche. We've grown up with mental health just starting to become part of mainstream narrative. Like, the future generations are going to have it easier than us. And the past generations had it easier because it was more about, like, graft. It's like, do the work, get the money, accumulate, procreate, and then chill. For us, we're like we're in that weird limbo... Middle ground where we don't need to struggle, so our struggle is internal. And again, it was a tiny little tangent, but it relates back to fucking Baudin. Like he had everything on paper. He had a kid. He had a. Be- I'm not gonna get into his relationship. My opinion of that woman is. I don't want to share how I feel about her because I I've read some stuff that maybe might have might be clouding my judgment of her, and of course I don't know her. But coming back to Baudin, and he had a kid who he loved. He was a great dad. He was a great father. He got to travel for a living. He got to see all these unbelievably exotic places. Eat phenomenal food. You know, drink. Uh, chill like I it, it all just sounds too amazing and uh, you can't place you can place an infinite amount of superlatives when it comes to like um, judging the lifestyle that he led on paper um, which again is a weird sort of parallel to our lives because we've again we have everything but our struggle is internal and that's exactly what Bourdain's life was like and I guess this is like you know I, I wasn't planning on this episode to be kind of a mental health oriented one but I would be remiss if I didn't <laughs> uh, if I didn't at least like chat about it a little bit because it also it's like it's not I don't I, I mean again it has nothing to do with the narrative surrounding mental health is more to do with the fact that I genuinely am passionate about mental health. Not in the sense that I'm, I want to be a savior. I just want to, because I'm, for me, mental health, my my biggest priority in life is my mental health. I'm going to do, I only, I only do things to make me feel good and feel happy. That doesn't necessarily mean I feel happy all the time and I feel joy all the time and blah, blah, blah. Because that's life. But I try and do everything to prioritize my mental health, and it's um, anyone who knows me well enough knows me, knows me is that person. Uh, and they also know me to be fucking a little crazy when, I, when I'm in my downs. but I'm thinking of like a couple of people in particular who've like seen me at my like worst. And if you guys are listening, you know who you are. Uh, Yeah, I mean, anyway. So, because... Mental health is anyway something that I think about a lot. This episode has happened to be kind of a mental healthy episode. But it isn't that. It's about where... It's about fucking Bourdain. It's about his... Who he was. Like, he... So, this is... Okay. So, one of the reasons why I think he... Like, okay, one of the reasons why I think he is my biggest inspiration slash role model slash someone who I try and, you know, live my life as is because he had this unbearable, like insatiable amount of cynicism to who he was. He was he was judgmental he was a critic about uh, politics about societies he seethed this cynicism when he wanted to show it and also as part of like a humorous little um, uh, personality trait that he had like his humor was cynical his humor was dark his humor was nihilistic He was a heroin addict, you know, he, he grew up like many of us with like rich parents and being given all the opportunities in the world. And he chose this life of working as a dishwasher, fucking, you know, like punk rock, underground, do drugs, go fucking crazy. And that all stemmed from like, and he was very open about like the fact that he, he, did those things and then if you read if if you've read his book Kitchen Confidential you you can sort of like feel the degree of i guess like hate he had to the world initially to project this this like fuck fuck the world and then how it matured over time and how he became like this tempered cynic and I relate to that like fucking nobody. Like no, I can I can't relate to anybody else like I can to him and his uh, uh, trajectory as a person. Now, obviously, <clears throat> I didn't know him. I, this is just my interpretation of who he is or who he was. But a uh, fact remains that I was. Again, I was, I held deeply cynical and nihilistic viewpoints to a point where I identified with, with them. So I was just more like, uh, I really genuinely believed that this world was a bad place, that politics, I mean, I still, okay, I, I still hold all those views when it comes to politics, but, and politicians especially, they're all scumbags but that had that has to be said (laughs) but beyond that like my now and i think this is how i want to live my life i want to be as open-minded and positive and mm, open to like joy the joy of new experiences uh as possible and that and to me the perfect um way to be to do that would be through travel and uh now my like again people who know me they know that like I have a kind of like a darkish fucked up sense of humor it's very dry it's very like uh cynical in its undertones and stuff and then it's also like goofy and shit but um to me, I can, like, just being who I am, I can sort of relate to Bourdain the most, uh, in terms of a public figure. Um, in the same sense that Baudin related to Hunter S. Thompson, who, had, who carried all those traits. And additionally, like, Baudin was a phenomenal writer. In one of the previous episodes, I talked about how like, I re- recently started writing again, and I started loving writing again. And my writing style is very much mirrored off of board. Like, it's. It's both um, a tip of the hat and then also the fact that, like, I want to be this man. Like, I'm not hiding it. He's always someone... I, I just want to be the guy. He's, he's too fucking cool. He is the coolest motherfucker to have existed. Beyond, like, the rockers. Like, you know, all the Floyd legends and the Led Zeppelin guys and Keith Richards and all these fuckers. Beyond the obvious, coolest motherfuckers alive. Bourdain is that. Because he... Was like. He created this like punk revolution in the chef world, and it bro. He brought it into the mainstream life light, and he, uh, he, he lived that shit. And um, yeah, so to me, like, just having consumed so much of his content recently, read like endless amounts of. You know tributes and obscure articles about who the guy was. I've read his book at least five times. It's hard to say, and I'm gonna literally start reading it again now. Um, It's like he, who he was as a person and how he lived his life was is kind of like my heroine. Like I want that shit so fucking badly for myself. To first of all see if I'm capable, but then also because. It seems fucking cool. The shit that he did. Uh, I've been like dancing around this idea about whether I actually want to get into like working in a professional kitchen or whatever. Just so I can mirror his path. But I think now I've sort of and this is going to go into a little bit of a philosophical big picture tangent. I I've I've I'm starting to realize that I don't have to do exactly what he did you know I can do what I what I want to do but I can adopt his approach to my to my uh, and add it to my own in terms of a perspective I can adopt his perspective and add it to my own and see the world through that lens just out of choice like you don't need to do exactly the things that he did um just by you know bringing a little bit of awareness and making that internal choice I will eventually do it and uh, so yeah I'm just gonna limit my cooking adventures to the kitchen in my home and post that shit on Instagram like everyone knows (laughs) at least people who follow me on Instagram know that all I do is fucking post food and drink and then stupid memes and also weirdly like recently because of my memes you know they're all like stocks and crypto shit I feel like if Bodain was alive and if he was like my like my cool badass uncle he'd really be judging me about this like, like oh you're a Wall Street motherfucker now like that's what you're gonna do huh, with your life like you're gonna lose all your soul and all that shit but just a quick parallel the current retail investor universe that I've sort of dipped my toes into I don't wanna to talk too much about it. But that shit is punk. It, that shit is a big fucking fuck you to the big giant hedge funds and the giant governments and the Federal Reserve and blah, blah, blah and all this thing that I have no, no idea what even means. The retail investors through like Reddit and these small communities via YouTube that have developed because you have people teaching people how to invest their money and trade money. And trade stocks and crypto and blah, blah, blah. That shit is punk because it's a bunch of people across the world, across the internet, united in their uh, small status level. Like, nobody really knows who we are. And we're fighting the fucking good fight against the hedge funds, against the, um, you know, the giant institutions. And to me, that is, like, orgasmic. In its, it's like a, it's like a weird, cultish, but not really cultish because there's not, you know, losing any money and nobody's fucking your wife. Uh, it's like that little community today is um, just insanely uh, united in its own self-interest. Yes, because we're all making money off of through trading but it's a beautiful little like cosmic explosion to see this happen and it is punk rock because you're fighting you're fighting against the fucking institutions you're fighting against the status quo. so in some sense maybe you know he'd be proud of me <laughs> uh, I just had to try and justify what I'm doing and like see if you know uh he would care uh yeah at this point i don't even know what else to say this episode's gone a little longer than i would normally have liked or what i've normally done i like doing longer episodes if i do have something to actually share and today was one of those things where uh yeah i guess i did have shit to talk about um i've realized that you know, I've been talking about Bourdain and I haven't really even talked about food. And his influence... or oh, sorry, his impact on the world of chefs and the fucking food world or whatever. But, I mean, it has to be said. If you're interested... Well, what did I just say? If you're interested in my food rants... There's an episode that I did earlier. It's called A Tribute to Bourdain... Uh, where I talk about his impact on my perspective on food and my approach to, like, trying new foods. And I think it's just generally a good listen because you can sort of feel his passion through me. Uh, so I'd like to th- think at least, like, oh, yeah, man, i was just so passionate that I lost myself. Which, I, I, <laughs> sometimes that happens, but maybe not so much on in a podcast episode. But, uh if you're interested, that's an episode. To check out because I talk more about food and less about like myself and and politics and stuff. Sorry, not politics. Um, the fuck was I talking about? Like punk rock and shit. Um, final notes. There's this new documentary movie about Bourdain called Roadrunner that's coming out. I think it was it was just screened at the Tribeca Film Festival. Who makes? complete perfect sense that it was filmed there. New York, that's where he's from. He loved New York, talked endlessly about New York, showed sides to that city that most people living there don't know exist. And me too, having visited there a few times, I definitely don't do those things as much as I'd like to. Uh, So that that film was screened over there. I think it's supposed to be released in theatres. I don't know if it's selected theatres, which is a problem because I, I highly doubt it's going to be released here in Vancouver. And beyond that, I, I mean, I know 150,000% it's not going to be released in India. And in like, you know, these obscure third world countries. So, but if you do get the chance and you're interested, um, wait for, you know, it to release online and check it out. I know I'm, I am so fucking excited for it. I will definitely cry. So I'm, probably gonna watch it on my own in my room yeah, hopefully when i'm hungover so i'm already like emotionally volatile and just wanting to cry but i'll probably cry anyway uh that's coming out uh check out parts or not i mean i'm not gonna do a plug for anything else but that that film's coming out and i'm super excited for that uh thanks for listening this was kind of a weird episode. Uh, I'm recording this on my like semi-professional mic again and I have headphones in so I can hear my own voice which is kind of a fucking trip because it sounds super cool but I'm not sure if anything I'm saying actually makes coherent sense in terms of sentences (laughs) so who knows how this will be maybe if people have any opinions slash advice they can send me those links listen fuckers follow me on Instagram now I'm getting serious Follow me on fucking Instagram, Meditations with Aman. Share it with your fucking friends. We're gonna take this shit to the moon. Moon. We're gonna We're gonna take <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe it shit that follow me on Instagram, tell your friends, share this episode. Uh and yeah, give me feedback. Thanks for listening. Uh take it easy. Cheers.